morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the frosty-fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another thrilling and very thought-provoking Thursday for Torch Report 522, The Essentials of the American Soul. Today, we're going to take a sober look at the harshness of reality, friends, and and extract some lessons that we might apply uh, as we look down the road ahead. So last night, the power was flickering on and off throughout the night. There were strong winds gusting 30, 40 mile per hour, um, building up massive snow drifts, bringing down uh, tree limbs and this and that. Matter of fact, I had the uh, local PUD utilities out here. You know, they were checking things because things weren't working this morning. So uh, as I awoke to the power being out this morning, I was I was more grateful than ever uh, for my cozy wood stove. <laughs> it's just nice to have some wood heat. Uh, it's moments like these, though, I think that, you know, for my for myself anyway, I can kind of glimpse the hardships of a worst case scenario, right? Uh, a lot of people talk about and, and, and a lot of and some people are even preparing for actively preparing for the potential uh, of, of an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse, which in theory could knock out the grid for an extended period of time. It could be a, you know, a, a, a nuclear bomb being set off. Holy smokes, <laughs> uh, a nuclear bomb being set off in the atmosphere. That's what I was going to say. Friends, the power just went out again. Uh, my computer's down. Uh, my internet's down. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get this finished up out today on time or not. But I'm going to uh, I'm gonna see what I can do here to... Yep, nope, it ain't going to work. All right, friends, I'm sorry. Uh, this due to un, uh, unforeseen events and the inability to control... The weather, I'm going to have to re-record this podcast uh, later today, hoping that the power does get restored, uh, and along with that, my internet access, etc. So, thank you for your patience and for your grace. Please read Torch Report 522, The Essentials of the American Spirit, uh, the, the uh, um, American Soul. It's a, just a really, uh, I think, kind of gritty consideration. Oh, wait, hey, hold on a second here. Well, it looks like it, I might be back online. Ooh, ooh, maybe I'm back online. Does it work? Can you imagine if the internet actually went down for a long time? People would be freaking out. Anyway, hey, back in business. Okay, rolling on here. Uh, like I was saying, an EMP might knock out the, the grid for a period of time. That's where we were talking at, okay? In my mind, a cyber attack is more likely, uh, maybe a massive solar flare. But regardless of the cause... There's no denying the fact that the convenience of electricity can be taken out in an instant. And that power blip right there just gave a perfect example of that. But the question is then, uh, what do you do then? You know, how long is the power going to be out? And some time ago, uh, last summer, there was a power outage. And my wife and I, we ran through a scenario, kind of a hypothetical, you know, mental thought experiment. We pretended in our minds that the power was going to stay out. It had gone out. It was going to stay out for a week or more. What would we need to do? What would be our priorities? You know, how, how would our life change? And, and what would happen if the power did not come back on for a week or a few weeks or even a few months? Can you imagine that? You know, such hypotheticals are, I think, very helpful in developing a strong contingency plan, helping to prepare for the possibility of that the world as we know it, all of the modern amenities like electricity, running water, refrigeration, and warmth, all of that could change in an instant. It could be taken away in an instant. Very precarious is the modern lifestyle. So last night, that, that, that's the context here. Last night, 
my family and I, we watched the movie called Hostiles. And in the movie, Christian Bale and Rosamund Pike, they did a great job. They did not disappoint. It was good acting. And... There are parts of the movie that were hard to watch, but, uh, but I think the reality that was portrayed, the brutishness of warring tribes fighting for survival and resources, all of that, I think it was very tastefully done. I think the the way they portrayed the battle between Native Americans and early American settlers was played out even-handedly. They contrasted, you know, the mindset of the Reds are the savages, savages, you know, with uh, the sympathizers that were like, oh, no, they were here first and all that. I think they did that in a really balanced way. So in the end, after watching Hostiles, I have to tell you, I was I was pretty impressed uh, just how well they pulled it off. And at the end, I think the, the takeaway that was deeply impressed upon me was this this reality that we're all just savages, right? <laughs> I know it sounds like, Luke, I'm not a savage. I mean, certainly some of us are more savage than others. But uh, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, at the root, at the heart of the matter, human beings, uh, we, we are savages, right? We kill or be killed, the survival instinct and all of that. So... I did put the uh, the trailer of Hostiles in the report today, friends. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com to see the trailer. And, of course, always to get the, uh, the behind-the-scenes footage and all of the links and all of that stuff. So check out thetorchreport.com if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or iHeartRadio, etc. Uh, now, catching this flick, The Hostiles, on the heels of reviewing Thomas's, Thomas Jefferson's words earlier this week, uh, you know, the exhortation to rebel, to remind our rulers that their only, le- their only legitimate authority comes from our willingness and consent to be governed. You know, Thomas Jefferson said, God forbid we should ever be 20 years without a rebellion, right? Uh, and and I, with that mindset, you know, the tree of liberty has to be watered from time to time with the blood of, refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants, all of that fresh in mind, I really felt like, you know, that gave the movie kind of a special sort of grit last night. Like, it was getting back to the basics of the American spirit. And at the start of the movie, there was a quote that went up on the screen, and it said, quote, the essential American soul is hard, isolate, stoic, and a killer. It has never yet melted. End quote. That's by D.H. Lawrence. Uh, setting aside the reputation of Lawrence, I'd never heard of the guy before. I did put a link there. He's kind of an interesting fellow if you want to look into it. But those words, the essential American soul, lay grip to my mind. You know, as I lay in bed last time, I think of the essential American soul. You know, what does it mean to be an American? Are we walking in the footsteps and honoring the footsteps of our forefathers? Or... Have Americans been so duped and swindled that now we resemble something different altogether? You know, clearly today, most Americans are no longer hard or isolate or stoic. Uh, But the question is, do we as a population still have the necessary grit to overcome the forces of tyranny? The essential American soul is hard, isolate, stoic, and a killer. You know, and again, as I was reading those words on the screen last night, Jefferson's words were ringing in my ears. Says Thomas Jefferson, what country before ever existed a century and a half without a rebellion? And what country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance? Let them take arms, says Thomas Jefferson. What signify 
a few lives lost in a century or two. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. It is its natural manure, period, end quote. You know, liberty, the natural manure of liberty is blood of patriots and tyrants. That's what Thomas Jefferson is saying. You know, what country could exist without rebellion? We must rebel to remind our rulers that the, the spirit of resistance is alive and well. Resist we must, as I like to say. And so from the hostiles, the, the words, the essential American soul is hard, isolate, stoic, and a killer. Holy smokes, you know, it occurred to me that Thomas Jefferson was speaking to and on behalf of the sort of quintessential American soul that was, at its core, a hard, stoic killer. And these, these attributes of being hard and being stoic and being a killer, you know, it, it obviously may offend modern sensitivities, and that's not by accident. But in reality... These are the very characteristics and attributes that have fueled the survival of our species since the dawn of time. And I would say that it has fueled the the liberty and the freedom of individuals since the dawn of time. And thinking this through, though time has changed many things... Uh, And though humanity itself has continued to evolve as society has evolved, we've gotten softer and all of that, we are still essentially the same in, in our basic human nature. And for those who might doubt this perspective, those who like to pretend that humanity has somehow transcended our brutish tendencies with some sort of you know, sophisticated civility, a civilized society, you know, I'd like to say just look around. You know, open your eyes. Cold-blooded killing, rape, abuse, human trafficking, child trafficking, and war abound. All around the world, right this very moment, people are grouping up and getting together and going about killing other people just as they always have. This is true, is it not? Now, the movie Hostiles does an outstanding job of reconciling this fact with reality. You know, uh, different groups of people killing each other as two groups who had previously slaughtered the friends and families of the other group in the movie. They ultimately found themselves uh, coming together as allies against a common hostile enemy. And so there was, you know, a scene or two in there where it was like, yes, you killed my friends and family. And yes, I killed your friends and family. But now there's somebody who's trying to kill us both. So let's set aside our differences here. Let bygones be bygones and work together so that we can both survive. I mean, pretty, pretty powerful uh, storyline there. Through the changing circumstance uh, throughout the movie, the old chief and the young captain who are once eager to slay each other, you know, ready to fight to the death, they found common ground in their shared humanity. The harshness of reality had humbled them both, and mutual respect was eventually gained. And and in the end, from the depths of all of the depravity and the years of slaughter and murder, a certain bond was formed. Both were hardened, both were isolated, both were stoic, both were killers, both were human, masterfully portrayed in Hostiles. Now, the real beauty in this, as I've reflected on it, is, is really that both the chief and the captain, you know, they, they both embodied the essential American soul, 
These are our ancestors, the bravest of the brave who came to the brave new world, right? Uh, Those who did not fear death. Those who did not shy away from hardship, but instead delighted in the dangers of being wild and free, wrestling with the elements and taming nature. These are the men and women who carved their existence out of the raw harshness of reality. And in doing so, over time, a new society was formed, American society, a society of free individuals that would declare themselves free of the crown. They'd cast off the shackles of tyranny to live as free human beings. Americans who would shout out, give me liberty or give me death, and lived by the creed, I will live free or die, because life is too short to live under the boot of tyranny. Life is too short to live like a slave. That is the quintessential American spirit. Hard, isolate, stoic, and a killer because in reality it is kill or be killed. Okay? Now, here we are, right? Back in reality, you know, today, this very moment, there are unelected globalists working around the clock, around the world, 24-7, night and day, to enslave us all, to enslave the whole of humanity in the illusions of their own minds. And while they do that, they are erecting the inescapable digital prison all around us, and their relentless propaganda continues to whittle away at our will to resist. Friends, the subconscious taming that we've talked so much about, that subconscious taming is nearly complete. Docile we have become, as Yoda might say. You know, we have become docile. With, with talks of a hung election in the Civil War in 2024, with the opaque predictive programming, with an unending chain of usurpations and abuses, with the daily deluge of angry young men assaulting women, children, and helpless elders, with hordes of young thugs ransacking businesses with unapologetic boldness. Everywhere we look, we see the words of Edmund Burke ringing true. All it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. All it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. You know, there was a time, you look around and see what's happening in society today. There was a time when people would have been shot to death for less, drug out in the street and shot to death. And everyone in town knew that the criminals had it coming. You know, you think about the wild, wild west. That was a constitutional period in the United States history, just to point that out. But again, people would get, you know, criminals would be drug out, shot to death, and everyone in town knew they had it coming. The brutal truth is that life is a game of kill or be killed. That's what Catherine Austin Fitz recently said, but this truth is, is transcendent of time. And that is why the essential American soul must remain a stoic killer because it's killer be killed. It's not killing for pleasure's sake, friends. I I know you know this, but it's killing out of necessity to feed one's family. It's killing out of necessity to protect one's family, to defend one's property, to defend our nation from rising tyrants, from, from, you know, uh, roaming marauders, from other tribes coming in to try to, you know, rape and pillage the village and steal our women and children and all that. Killing is a necessity to life. 
Okay, throughout all time, such killing has been necessary. It's necessary to liberate the oppressed. Killing is necessary to cut down the rulers who have succumbed to evil to restore the natural balance of life. Is it not? Friends, this is the messy truth of freedom. That freedom is not free. Freedom requires sacrifice. It requires hardship, suffering, and death. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants because that is the natural order of things. Denying this reality does not bode well for the future of humanity. Let me say that. And so I believe that now is the time for the good men of the world to reflect on these hard-learned lessons to search their hearts, to discuss with their loved ones the if and the when of what inevitably lies ahead as reality, as the reality of current circumstances continues to crash down upon us, to, as reality begins to sink in, as more and more people begin to see the truth that there are people in the world who are trying to kill us and take our stuff. Again, to quote Catherine Austin Fitz, okay? There are people out there who are trying to kill us and take our stuff. As a few brave men begin to realize that there ain't no easy way out of this mess, these essentials of the American soul will once again become aroused and come alive. The essential American soul is hard, isolate, stoic, and a killer. There are times in history, friends, when violence is the answer. And indeed, if one were to surveil the history of humanity, history has repeatedly shown that at times violence is the only answer. We've discussed this before, actually way back, Torch Report 150, when violence is the answer. I put the link in there, you might check it out. Friends, I believe that at this critical juncture in the history of America... I believe the essential American soul must be revived if our nation is to survive. I acknowledge that this may mean different things to different people, and I understand very well that the public has been pacified. A large percentage of the population will completely disagree. Violence is not the answer. Oh, on contraire, my friend. At times, violence is the only answer. But at the end of the day, as with the end of each epic, as at the end of each empire, I believe we must look to the laws of nature and nature's God in order to restore the balance of power. Friends, we must be stoic in our endeavor to do so. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, thanks for your patience as uh, the tech glitches piled up this morning, uh, getting this out just a little bit late. Uh, but thank you for being here. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to thetorchreport.com. Find that little heart, click that heart and give me some love. Of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone, share it with anyone. Matter of fact, I shared the podcast with the PUD guy that came out this morning. I was like, hey, you're driving around. You might enjoy listening to this 20-minute podcast, witty 20-minute podcast, five days a week, perfect for your commute, for your lunch break, or any time to expand your mind, friends. And so thanks for being with me. Share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this thrilling, thought-provoking Thursday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh-huh.